The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. US President will formally begin his visit to Ireland uh, the, this morning. He arrived uh, last night and uh, there is a lot to do before he finally jets off into the night again. Our political correspondent, uh, Sean Defoe, is live in Belfast this morning. Sean, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now, I looked at some of the footage of his arrival. Not a clement evening in Belfast. No, it was an absolutely awful day here in Belfast, pretty much from about half ten yesterday morning until probably actually about ten minutes before Joe Biden uh, was due to touch down. It was uh, some of the worst weather uh, I've, I've ever seen. I actually still have clothes that are out drying in the in the hotel room here trying to, to get over it. But it, the weather sort of cleared up a little bit, still very cold and nasty. So there wasn't a huge crowd to greet him in uh, Belfast City Centre last night, maybe around 200 people, probably a few more uh, over the far side of the street. A lot of streets closed off, so couldn't quite see the far side of the street uh, on which he's staying. Uh, but about that many, and they, they waited out the cold for uh, the bones of an hour, hour and a half in some cases, including some of the international media who couldn't get accreditation to be a little bit closer. So uh, Chinese state television, for example, and some from Scandinavian countries as well, sort of set up there. And uh, as I say, about 200 people uh, who waited to cheer Joe Biden and the beast and the motorcade uh, in through to his hotel after he'd landed out of Belfast International Airport and, of course, uh, met Rishi Sunak off the tarmac. Now, he has a a fairly busy programme, so talk us through today. Yes, yeah, so today starts with a, a formal meeting with Rishi Sunak, a bit more than, than what they did last night when he got off the plane with, with Joe Kennedy and sort of had that uh, that brief chat on the the runway. Although Downing Street has been playing down how significant it is. Is it a bilateral? Is it not a bilateral? Is it a bit more of a catch-up? Either way, uh, a meeting with Rishi Sunak. And then he's also going to very briefly meet the leaders of the, the Northern Irish political parties as well. This morning, it sounds more like a courtesy call than any sort of you know, strategic drive maybe towards getting the assembly back up and running in that meeting. I just don't think I'll have enough face time with them and they're all going to be in the same room as well when he does meet them. And then the big set piece is one big event, I suppose, in Northern Ireland is this uh, speech that he's going to give at Ulster University, the speech that arguably he would have given at Stormont had the assembly been up and running. And it will be interesting to watch that to see just how far he goes in maybe trying to nudge the DUP into accepting the Windsor framework he's already given his fairly vocal backing of it. So does he go hard in and say, you know, you need to do this, there needs to be a future for Northern Ireland beyond what the last 25 years of Good Friday has provided, or will it be more soft diplomacy? I I would think it would be closer to the latter. But quite a lot of people, there's a a very tight guest list, including the the leaders of different political parties. Rishi Sunak not staying for the speech, actually, uh, interestingly, which is being seen by some uh, as a snub. Then also some business leaders around, and quite a few students as well from their Ulster University's new campus, this £350 billion campus in the heart of Belfast City Centre. And I spoke yesterday to some of those students who are going to be present for Biden's speech to see uh, what they thought about and what they thought about the visit to their campus. I think that it's really great to see the university being recognised for the positive impact that it continues to have on the lives of people here and in the rest of the world. And I really hope that this landmark visit will bring about a bit of a chance to reflect not only on Northern Ireland's progress, but also to really look at some of the issues of today and to think about how we can draw more opportunities and um, secure continued investment um, in Northern Ireland and in young people's futures. You mentioned Good Friday. Obviously, this is coming when there is no sitting executive and the assembly isn't meeting. Do you hope, as Rishi Sunak seems to, that maybe the visit can give a kick to get everything running again? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's important, um, particularly living um, somewhere like Northern Ireland, to always maintain hope and to try to to focus on driving things forward and trying to enact that change. And hopefully that's something that this visit can inspire. I think that everyone is quite excited. Um, like I said, it's a new chapter for Ulster Uni, which is really exciting. Um, and Jovine itself has roots in Ireland. So that in itself is really exciting. So I think overall, people are just really excited to have the new Belfast campus finally opened. It's a new chapter. And I just think it'll be a really fun few days. What kind of influence do you think that the US president has? Because obviously Clinton played such a big role 25 years ago, but we're in a very different Northern Ireland now. So does, does the visit have that same resonance, do you think? So in terms of the US presidents, um, when Bill Clinton was over last time, he and now Hillary has like a doctor degree from Queens, also in Belfast. So for Ulster Uni in Belfast to have um, also a US president come over and mark the opening, that in a sense creates like this really strong powerful connection between US presidents and Belfast. Uh, interesting that uh, that kind of rivalry you see in Dublin between uh, UCD and Trinity College. Obviously, Queens and the University of Ulster have a, a rivalry uh, as well. Um, the, it won't be entirely a Cade Mille Folge. I mean, there's bound to be some sort of protest. Uh, no, absolutely. And I think the protests, you're, you're going to see perhaps some of them sporadically pop up. There was briefly a protest uh, here in Belfast last night from like, quite a disparate group, only about 30 people outside of uh, outside of the city hall um, with Palestinian flags, Cuban flags, sort of a mix of different slogans that were thrown together. But they were ultimately driven off by that torrential rain that I was talking about and were well gone by the time the president actually arrived in the Republic. There is going to be as well. And people before profit seem to be the main instigators of it. The party's confirmed that it's not going to attend Joe Biden's addressing of the Oireachtas. And this is largely down to that, that weird quirk that I think we talked about or touched on yesterday, that usually when a foreign dignitary, be it Zelensky or von der Leyen or anyone else comes to the door, they give their speech and then there's a chance for each of the individual party leaders or leaders of the political groups in the door to respond and to give a five-minute uh, speech back. And this time, they're not being afforded that. Joe Biden is going to come in on Thursday, he's going to deliver a speech and then he's going to, to head off again. And I caught up with Paul Murphy, the people for Profit TD, uh, to ask him just specifically why it was that they had decided not only to protest the visit, but now to boycott the doll address too. Yeah, I mean, we're very disappointed that you have someone visiting a parliament and simply using it as a soapbox to make a speech. Okay, you know, fine. We had Zelensky before the parliament. We had von der Leyen before the the doll. And, um, you know, they're not people that we politically agree with, but it, fair enough. They get to come make their speech. But in both cases of, of them that we had in the last year or so, then you had an opportunity from one speaker from each political grouping to speak and give their opinion. Um, as we think it's very poor to use the national parliament simply as a soapbox for a big speech by a foreign president and not to allow any of the members of that parliament to respond to that because we would want to you know, give our opinion back to Joe Biden to condemn the policies of the US in terms of Israel, to condemn the policies of the US in relation to Saudi Arabia and uh, Yemen, to condemn their lack of action in terms of uh, climate change. Um, and instead, we're being expected to just sit there silently and then presumably the rest of the TDs and senators will be giving a, a standing uh, ovation. Kind of gets them off the hook, though, doesn't it? Because uh, the, you know, they obviously don't want to be pilloried for insulting a, a friend of Ireland by maybe sitting down through a standing ovation or feeling they had to shout something at him as he's making his speech. So not being present 
gets them off that particular hook. But I, I'm interested to say he, he said Ursula von der Leyen, you know, obviously uh, the EU, Paul might have his issues, even though he did enjoy a salary from the parliament. Um, but he doesn't agree with Zelensky either. Um, do we know who he does agree with? <laughs> it's a good question. It was somewhat of a confused statement, I suppose, when they were talking about the US president's uh, opposition to Russia and then also their support of Ukraine, sort of in the same sentence, a little bit confused that way. Um, in relation no, he to did Zelensky, say that with, remember, we had them and we don't agree with them, he referring to van der Leyen and, and uh, Zelensky. But anyway, perhaps he can explain himself. Uh, but there won't be, therefore, some sort of uh, protest in the chamber. No, and I think that was kind of the fear when the Oireachtas was putting this together that there would be, because when Ursula von der Leyen was in, Richard Boyd Barrett had his time as the leader's question, and he did. He was, you know, very open in his opposition to, to Ursula von der Leyen, to a lot of what Europe is doing, to this idea of potentially a European army, to this European cooperation with NATO and all the various things that he has roused with the Taoiseach with on a, a daily basis, but did it in his usual, um, how would you say, colourful rhetoric, uh, which I didn't think they wanted to see in front of the press. So that's probably why. It's probably because of them that he is not, they're not getting the statements in the first place and now just opting out of it entirely and instead organising protests that are going to, to happen around the country around the same time. Now, uh, the rest of the day then, after the address at Belfast uh, uh, campus of University of Ulster, what then? So then he's flying to Dublin. Air Force One is going to come down to Dublin, as far as I understand, then getting helicopters up to Loud. And the Loud element is the big one this evening as he kicks off his visit to the Republic of Ireland. So he is going to visit Carlingford Castle and do a tour around there. He's also going to visit Dundalk and do a bit of a walkabout. And then we haven't been told exactly where he's going to go. Some different speculation that it might go to different parts of Loud that are kind of near enough to Dundalk. There is a Finnegan's pub, apparently not very far away, as we were hearing on News Talk Breakfast, which uh, he may be excited to visit given the Finnegan's are his uh, his family, his mother uh, and mother and father were both uh, were both Finnegan's. So he is going to be uh, interested to see that. That's going to be the the loud element of it. And then after that, back to Dublin this evening. And tomorrow is the big Dublin day. Really, it's the Oris in the morning, followed by Farmley, where he's going to meet Leo Varadkar. Then into that Oireachtas address and the the state dinner at Dublin Castle. Mayo. Then the final part, and we just don't have full details. Of Mayo looks as though that's going to be sort of an afternoon start in Knock. He's also visiting a genealogical centre interestingly in Mayo so there may be more cousins yet that we still haven't discovered beyond the Bluets and the Carnies and the Finnegans uh, to come out of the woodwork there and then this big rally this big address on Friday night in Ballina which the, the chieftains and the Coronas and all sorts of other people are going to be playing as warm bats to Joe Biden which is just sort of a strange sentence to say but is, is warming mm. up to be the culmination of the trip Alright yeah, you mentioned all sorts of people like the Coronas uh, actually we're going to talk to Danny in, in a few moments anyway Sean uh, we'll keep uh, tabs on what uh, Joe Biden does over the coming days but thank you very much for joining us uh, from a sudden uh, but drying out uh, Belfast. Well for more on the locality and those uh, who are performing for the President I'm joined by uh, Niall Brady, Chairman of Cooley Kickhams in Cardingford. You may wonder why I'm talking to him. Aaron McGreen who's a Fianna Fáil Senator in Louth and also by the lead singer of the Coronas uh, Danny O'Reilly. Good morning and welcome one and all. Um, so Niall first of all what's your involvement in this visit? Yeah, good morning, Pat. Yes, I uh, got a call last Wednesday evening. Uh, I was actually in Parnell Park at the Loud Dublin minor match, and a strange number came up on the phone, uh, and it just said Washington underneath. So I said, I better answer this, and it was the US Embassy. And they said, uh, we, we may like to land some helicopters on your football pitch. Would that be okay? I said, yes, absolutely. Uh, would you be available to meet one of our guys in the morning? I said, I would. 
so I arrived on um, Thursday morning to the football pitch and I met with the uh, Richard from the presidential helicopter squadron and he said he would just like to inspect our facilities. So uh, he said, we're just waiting for some more guys. So three secret service agents arrived and um, I thought that was it. So we, we, we have two pitches in Cooley, um, the front pitch, and then we have a new pitch, which is a, a very dry pitch. And um, we um, have landed helicopters there before. Yeah. So we went up and inspected the pitch. And he said, uh, hey, man, this is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. Now, do they have damp meters or things like that? Do they have a, a shovel, like, to have a dig into the sod? No, no, he, no. He just walked the pitch and uh, just checked that there was no surface water. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was quite happy. And then next I looked around. He says, here's our guys now. And uh, there was 50 um, people from the Washington uh, Secret Service My embassy. Goodness. They leave um, no stone or sod unturned, really, in oh, their the detail the wind path is, is unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Now, now, tell us, uh, you mentioned you had choppers land before. Uh, in 2021, uh, J.P. McManus landed his helicopter. He was attending the funeral of his aunt, Aggie, in Grange Church. Uh-huh. And I spoke to the pilot that time, and he said air, air pitch was one of two designated areas uh, for landing helicopters in the peninsula. Now, it's one thing, uh, JP, now I know he's a very wealthy man and he has uh, probably the most modern machine possible. Uh, however, it would be nothing compared to the weight, I'd say, of a Chinook coming down. Uh, yeah, yes, Pat. I didn't really know, understand what a Chinook was. I, I thought I, I explained it to the guys. I showed them the photographs of JP's helicopter because they understand it's one of the biggest in Ireland. And uh, I thought we were great, you know, having having it landing in Cooley. And he goes, hey, man, that's just a toy. That's so, just so a toy. <laughs> showed me the Chinooks then. And he says, this, this is what's going to be arriving on your football pitch. He says, five of them. Five Chinooks on the, the football yeah. pitch. Now, tell us, uh, how is the drying in the Cooley Peninsula this morning? Uh, very good. Very good. We had a t- very, very tough day yesterday. Very high winds. A lot, a lot of rain. Uh, I was very concerned about the pitch. Um, because the cavalcade is going to park on the pitch. Uh, there'll be 17 to 20 vehicles, and then the, the Chinooks will arrive in, and the, the president then will leave in one of the vehicles. Okay, so... so the, but it, the drying was very good. So on, on tours, the, the scenery in the Cooley Peninsula was fantastic. All the Americans were couldn't believe this, that the Moor Mountains coming down into Carringford Lock, into the Cooley Mountains. And, you know, they were so close to Northern yeah. Ireland, but yes... Yeah, they were, they, were, they were just amazed by the scenery of the area. Yeah, and so hopefully it'll be sunny when sunny when, when he comes because the weather has uh, improved in spite of what. Yeah, it's very good this yesterday. morning. It's quite calm and sunny here this morning. So what well, this? I hope you have a great time. Um, I don't know whether you'll actually get to meet the president. You'll certainly see him anyway. If uh, yeah, yeah, we asked the question. Uh, I asked the question of the Secret Service, and they said, "Man, that's twelve grades up our uh, up our pay grade." <laughs> uh, but we will ask. So um, we're hopeful. We're hopeful. We oh, very we, good. We well, have a great day now. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Now, Aaron McGreen, a Fianna Fáil Senator in Louth, uh, is going to be at uh, some of the functions at which Joe Biden will attend. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So what's your involvement? Well, I suppose as a local senator, it's a huge privilege for us all here in the peninsula to, to welcome a president of the United States. It's not every, more, every day that you get a president to your parish. Um, it's not even every day you get a president of your own country to your parish. So to have a president of the United States and who's someone who has such a close connection to and has so many relatives here, it's such a huge deal. Um, I suppose, you know, my my involvement is I, I hope to be at the Cooley Kickland's pitch with Niall there later on. The 
I suppose the logistics haven't all been worked out as yet. He will be in Dundalk, the president will be in Dundalk, um, and as Sean Defoe was speaking about, there are different there are different events mooted. Again, everything is up in the air. Um, again, as as Niall said, um, a few grade, a pay grades above my own as well. Um, but I suppose for me. It is about welcoming a president, putting out the Cade Mina Fortia and showcasing what this beautiful region has to offer. Um, and, you know, we, we look at the, the reasons for his trip. Yes, it's to, come, to come, come and meet his relatives here, which is very important, and back to Cooley where he was a couple of years ago. But it's also about the Good Friday Agreement. And it's a huge symbol here in North Loud. Border communities, as you well know, Pat, yeah. have suffered right across from, from Loud to Donegal. And for the president of the of America to come here, um, and to see that symbol, it was mentioned that he would be visiting King John's Castle, Carniford Castle. He'll be standing, looking out onto Carniford Lock, looking up towards the Narrow Water Bridge, or where the Narrow Water Bridge will be, looking out towards towards the Irish Sea, and seeing the Moor Mountains as they swoop down to the sea. All of that is a huge symbol. For, for him, his ancestors left during the famine and sailed down that lock. And he is here back as that epitome of the, of the Irish-American dream to come home as Irish-American, as a, as a president. Um, and it's, it's symbolic, it's poignant, um, and it's really important that we get to showcase this region, that it's vibrant, that it's, it's open for business, and it's nicely situated between two of our cities, Belfast and Dublin. Um, it's open for business, the economic corridor is perfect for inward investment, and it's also one of the most beautiful regions yeah. in the country. And so he, he also, I believe, will have a private visit to Kilwara Graveyard, uh, the Knights Templar Graveyard at the, the Finnegan's. His uh, family on that side of the family have a plot there. So that also, uh, I would suspect, a very poignant moment for, for him Absolutely. personally. And and it's it's the Kilwara Graveyard is ve- is worth a visit for everybody. It's where the Knights of Templar settled in the in the 12th century um, and were there for there for a couple of decades before they were disbanded but it's a huge symbolic place it's a beautiful place um, and to have his ancestors there like so many of our own ancestors here in the peninsula are buried are buried there in that ancient graveyard it's it'll be a it's, it'll, it'll be an important visit for the president and of course it's a it's a it's important and poignant for him to visit his family his family plot um, and that's a private event of course well, uh, Senator Aaron McGreen of Fianna Fáil, look, thank you very much uh, for joining us and I hope uh, you have a great, great day. Um, I mentioned that Danny O'Reilly of the Coronas uh, is also listening. And Danny, good morning. How are you, Pat? I'm very well. How did you get the word that uh, you were going to have what uh, we would call a noble call to perform <laughs> for the president? <laughs> to yeah, no, uh, Joe Biden has been WhatsApping me all week, asking me, am I around <laughs> and would be up for doing it? And funny he has a few requests he prefers the Corona's newer stuff he didn't want to hear any of the old <laughs> stuff as well so we've uh, I know listen we got the call from from the USMC only the other day and uh, it's uh, yeah it's, it's all very last minute and we're still sort of finding bits of information about it but no we're, we're really excited to be playing in battle now it, it's uh, it's going to be a big homecoming for, by all accounts and and a, and a big gig and, and it's just before he makes his speech so uh, we're looking forward to it. It'll be a bit of crack. Mm. And, and do you have any idea what uh, your 
set list will be? I mean, notoriously, US presidents are late. I had great experience with uh, <laughs> President Clinton when he, he uh, appeared at College Green. And I think we had to kind of fill in for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, so uh, you might have to do a longer set than you envisage. No, they're getting 20 minutes. That's it. Pat. No, we're not giving them any more, any less. Um, yeah, uh, li- listen, we, we've been told we'll be on, the music will be on between 7 and 9 on, on Friday and in, near the cathedral there in Ballina and that uh, President Biden will be speaking at quarter past nine after us. And um, yeah, the information is, is, is very much, I don't know, it's, it's, all, it's all a bit uh, kept. It's, it's a need-to-know basis and I suppose yeah. they, they, don't, they don't tell me too much, but... Uh, we're looking forward to it. We actually we were lucky enough to to, uh, to play in College Green a few years ago for when Barack Obama came over as well, and so this is our our, our second uh, president that we've got to got to play for. So um, no, it's 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 going to be a great a great occasion. There's uh, the chieftains and, and the academic are on the bill as well, and um, yeah, it's one of those things when a call like this comes in, it's it's hard to say no, you know. So we're we're, we're delighted to be involved. I think. It's a free gig. There's still some uh, people can can apply for tickets on the U.S. Embassy website if anyone is in is in the Mayo area and fancies coming down. But uh, fingers crossed, we get some decent weather because outside as well, you know. And uh, you can go to ie.usmc.gov uh, for additional information. But as you say, it's a free event. Still uh, some capacity uh, there. Uh, so uh, you're going to have a very interesting night, a, a very historic night. And you'll also be in the company of the Chieftains, um, which is the first time I think they've reunited uh, for this gig since uh, Paddy died, Paddy Maloney died. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and of course, they... They have their connections, uh, you know, with the West, and and I think that'll be that'll be special. And I, and I think Joe himself has has mentioned that he's a fan of the Chieftains as well. So uh, he probably hasn't got around to mention how he's a big fan of the Coronas, but we'll uh, he'll get around to it. But once we're we're finished on Friday, I'm sure he he'll be telling everyone about us. But yeah. uh, no, listen, we're delighted to do it. It's going to be it's going to be a great day. All right, Danny. Look, thank you very much. I hope you have a great night on Friday night. I hope it all goes well without a, a hitch. Uh, but and if it does go as planned at St Murdoch's uh, Cathedral, it's going to be a, a truly historic occasion. Danny O'Reilly of the Coronas, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.